uh, really hone in on your preparation to get ready for Monday night. Uh, but I know the guys are, are going to be excited. It's a good football team, right? Uh, in the Super Bowl last season, uh, Coach Taylor does an outstanding job with their team, uh, with their offense. He and Brian Callahan do a nice job. Uh, as you know, with that offense, it's high-powered. Uh, they're throwing the ball uh, around the yard, especially in this last game, and, and doing a nice job. And they have weapons, really, on the outside, on the inside, a good running back, a, a very good quarterback uh, that you guys know. Defensively, I think they do a really, really nice job. Again, a sound scheme. Uh, they've been together for a while. They have a bunch of veterans back there, so you see them working together. Uh, they're good in the rush uh, attack up front with with some really, really good rushers. They're good in the back end, uh, so it's, it's a, a balanced uh, defense. And then special teams, Coach Simmons does a really nice job. They're, they're well coached. They've got good players. They play with great effort. So we really do have to play a complete football game. you got to play a 60-minute football game uh, when you're going up against this team. Uh, with that, I'll take any questions. Latest with Denzel? Uh, no update. Yes. Kevin, is, is there a particular aspect that he's struggling with more than others? I don't know what you're at liberty to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't know that I'm able to say. David can't go. <clears throat> How much more does that put on Harrison's plate? And what other options do you have considering how much tight end how important the tight end is in your offense yeah i think that's part of our challenge each week chris is who do you have available to you and then put a game plan together so uh, there's you know with pharaoh uh, his availability is unknown at this point uh, with with uh, with his uh, concussion so Obviously, Harry was somebody that has played a ton of football for us, uh, had played really good football, run game, pass game, so we're excited about him uh, getting a little bit more of an opportunity. Uh, and then we have different ways that we can run our offense, uh, but it's really incumbent upon us as a staff to put together a plan with the guys that are available to you. You guys run the ball out of three wides, and you use that a good amount, but the fact that you normally do use two and three tight ends so much, is it a how significant a change to the game plan is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, week to week, you really do have to pivot based on injury sometimes, based on scheme sometimes. Uh, so we've been in a good amount of different personnel groupings, uh, but but you're right, without David, uh, he, he's been you know important to what we do, run game, pass game, But uh, and he's a great player, but if he doesn't make it, we got to, you know, next man up and find a way to, uh, you know, run our offense. Burrow's gotten really hot these last couple of games, so six touchdowns. Just what makes that pass game so prolific? They use the deep ball so effectively as well. Yeah, well, it's a combination of good scheme and good players. I think is the simple answer. Uh, Burrow's playing at a high level. He, he's a young player that seems to get better week uh, week to week. Uh, dynamic players, major rack uh, from those players on the perimeter. A really good running back. Uh, so again, it's a balanced attack, and they do have the ability to, when you play single safety, to throw go balls, uh, and and it's you're going up against a it's a tough matchup. So uh, I think there are certain things that you can do as a defense, but you're you're just trying to slow that pass attack down. The uh, trade deadline's coming up, and not from you guys, but Greedy's name has come up, and Kareem Hunt. Um, does that have any distraction, or how do you foresee? Anything happening? Yeah, I, you know, I think that's the time of year you're in. It's the you know things get put out on social media, I'm sure, but we don't pay much attention to it. Update on Chase Winovich or Jesse James? Are they on the horizon? Uh, no update. Uh, 
on either of those guys. Jerome Ford, he's still in the IR, obviously. Right, he's progressing, Tony. I don't think we'll get him back this week, but uh, he, he's progressing. Should see him after the bye. Practice today. Um, do you expect him to be out there tomorrow? I think we'll see. I think that's one. I just got to take that one day to day. Protocol is there was changes to them going into protocols and added steps to you know prevent that, but is. I just think that each one is so different and you got to treat each player differently, treat each injury, in this case a concussion, uh, in its own way. So uh, I don't know that it's different per se, uh, but we'll always follow every rule that there is. Just follow the protocol and, and, and you can't rush those things. I know the last couple, two games, I think Kareem's targets, his carries have gone down. I mean, has there been a reason for that or just the situation no. of the game? Yeah, no reason. Um, expect him to help us, you know, contribute this game. But sometimes you get unlucky a little bit. You know, he got unlucky with some really bad runs, uh, quite honestly. Um, but I wouldn't read too much into that. Zell's um, pick six was, you know, such a huge point in the game. It seems like, uh, you know, it set the tone for the whole game. Right. Is that just an example of, you know, what a Denzel brings and how much you're going to be trying to replace with him if you can't play? Yeah, I mean, obviously that was a game-changing play, and, and those are game-changing plays when you can get your hands on on the ball and, and flip the field or score. Uh, you know, that's obviously a boon to your to your team. Uh, but I think we, you know, should Denzel not make it, I think we got guys that can similarly make plays, and that's ultimately what it's about. Yeah, you need to make... Uh, any changes in your punt coverage? I mean, a 42-yard run return last week, and I think mean, it was a 16-yard return the week before. Do you need to make any changes there? Uh, I think we need to certainly in those plays. You need to change how we covered those plays. We didn't cover them great, uh, so you correct them. That, that's what we do. You point it out, you correct it, and you make sure it doesn't happen again. But I think when you watch those plays, we just got to make sure that we're in uh, position that we need to be in. Protecting Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, four new guys along the uh, offensive line. He's getting the ball out quickly, uh, and, and he's doing a nice job. I think so much of that is is the line. They're, they're doing a good job. It's also him understanding protections and when he needs to get rid of it. And, and ultimately, with the receivers they have, he wants to get in their hands quickly uh, at, at times. And then, you know, he will take his shots down the field. So I think it's a combination of of the quarterback and the line. Rewides they do shotgun. The amount that he's in the shotgun. Mm -hmm. How much of a change is that from you know a normal defensive week? I guess. Yeah, I think week to week you really do hone in on on the attack that you're seeing that week, and it changes so much. So uh, for them, it is heavy eleven, it is shotgun, uh, but nothing says that they can't get under center versus us. So being prepared for all the things they can do. But uh, you know we've having gone against. Burrow and, and this offense the last few years, I think it's it's really, um, you know, that that game of they can try this, we can counter with this. So kind of playing the game, see where they want to go uh, come Monday night. But certainly it's been a lot of that shotgun, three, three wides and, and wide open. Before you pivot to the next game plan, how much time do you spend going back and looking at situationally what kind of plays you called in the previous game? Versus them or last week? So last week. So in other words, when, when you yeah. went back and looked at the Baltimore game, right. how much time do you spend on that? Like Quite a bit because I think they're, they're spending time on it, so you want to know what they're seeing and, and you want to know, you want to 
it's so important to know yourself and, and from a self-scout perspective, what formations mean what, what down and distance means what, what personnel means what, because you ultimately want to know what they know. So that is a big part of it. Players, but as a coach, what's the excitement to be on Monday Night Football? Yeah, I mean, it's a, a – uh, <laughs> if you're a fan of this league and, and like myself and growing up, that was a very big deal when your team was on Monday Night Football. Uh, on the East Coast, it wasn't good because you, you were – had to go to bed early um but it's a uh, knowing our fans and and knowing uh how they support this team and it being monday night and it being halloween i think that's the the fun part of this business for us where we get to go into our place on the lake with a raucous crowd Do you know no i just uh, not specifics but you just knew when you heard that that intro you know, and uh, it was your team versus. It was usually the Cowboys. It was usually Eagles Cowboys. Um, but uh, yeah, that, those were uh, some fun, fun memories for me. How would you evaluate what he's done to this point on the field, but also off the field? Because it's been a whirlwind, and he just seems like the leadership just total class act of how he's handled everything. Yeah, I don't want to evaluate any of the guys play, you know, at this point, I think that's for a different time, but I'm happy to speak to Jacoby, the the person. Uh, He's been invaluable uh, to me, uh, invaluable to this team, uh, just from a leadership standpoint, how he handles himself around the building, uh, the things that he does to push his teammates, I think is, is what great leaders do, and particularly at that quarterback position, just knowing how much he puts into it on a day-to-day basis, hour-to-hour, uh, the amount of text messages that are flying between him and his receivers and the tight ends and, and watching tape at night and those type of things, I just think is uh, it's really priceless when you're talking about leadership from uh, that position. Last week we spent a lot of time asking you about the connection that Lamar and Mark Andrews had. This week obviously it's Burrow and Chase, they're obviously very different players, but are there commonalities you can take over when there's a quarterback who has that certain X-factor connection with the target? Yeah, I mean, it's a connection with multiple targets. I think that's the, the what makes them dangerous is his connection with Chase, with Boyd, with Higgins down the field. I mean, uh, they, they have a lot of reps together. Uh, I think they know... Uh, where they want to put certain guys for certain routes, just like every team does, because there's a comfort level from the receiver to the quarterback position. So I think anytime you, you, you're playing a team that has a lot of banked reps uh, together, uh, it does become dangerous. You guys go one game at a time, but a lot of people see this as the real pivot point of the season, right? It's another division game. It's before the bye, midway, all that kind of stuff. Is that at all something for you guys that this is a real, real pivotal game? It's 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 the Bengals at home. It's Monday night. It's a division opponent. It's it, we do put the blinders on, uh, and I think it's just important. You don't look ahead. You can't look behind. Uh, we got a great opportunity against a really good football team. That, that's that's all we could ask for. You mentioned a joke a couple times. Is it unlikely he can make it Monday night? He said he's day to day, right? I'll stick with that. <laughs> Yeah, we're all day to day. It's better than week to week. Mm-hmm. It's week to week on Monday. He's day to day. Okay, thanks, guys. It's head coach Kevin Stefanski at the podium. Browns fans, there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns. 
with the help of your favorite four-legged companion. Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, is the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. We're back to kick off the show with Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura next on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Let's do it live on a Thursday? Are we we're here? Are you? So for the yes. first time in my life, yes. you're up. Now you're up. Okay. For the first time in my life, the uh, coming over here, this is, you know, five seasons of doing this program um and i always take the turnpike for the first time now there's been accidents unfortunately and your heart always breaks for those involved i've seen accidents yes. on the turnpike many many times i have never seen the turnpike closed and that's what i encountered today so it's yeah it's 12 20 ish 20 something in there i'm usually here by quarter till is typically how long it takes me uh thereabouts 20 yeah. till quarter till um and all of a sudden you get i get to i'm probably two miles outside of 77 and my gps is saying now you don't want to you're not going to want to stay on this you got to get out of this um so come to find out as i get up to the 77 to go south and come to 480 and around closed all lanes closed westbound jeez i've never seen that I've, i've seen a lane two lanes sure never all so Godspeed and yeah, thoughts be. to whatever happened on the other side of that thing, my friend. Yeah, it doesn't really um, can be good. No, not at all. Um, I can't. So that's so. Uh, and by the way, huge, huge P, huge P. Give it you. It's an incredible job out of you. Flexing the nest. we were. I come in hot. We're you know celebrating various things. Coach wraps up quickly. You're ready at and right to it. Crushed it. Huge P. Huge P out of Gibby. Great I job. got you, buddy. I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made it. I'm I didn't a know. Worried. I'm glad you made it. I, I didn't the, know. Yeah. By the way, this is uh, from Fox 8. All westbound lanes at milepost 164 are blocked. Traffic being diverted off the turnpike at exit 173, which is I-77 yeah. and Cleveland. So that's, no so that's, other details yet. but I mean, it's, that's, it's yeah. closed from 77 to 71. Like, yeah. That's a big swath. Yeah, it's scary, buddy. Big one. So, I've never seen that before. Um, never. So, yeah, because when I put in my car, automatically navigates to like home and work at certain parts of the day. You know. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, so as soon as it popped in, I'm used to it saying arrival time. You know, twelve forty eight or twelve forty four or whatever, and it said one oh five, and immediately I'm like, well, this is wrong. What what happened here? And then I saw it had me going seventy seven instead of turnpike. And that was why, because of whatever had transpired there. Um, so this is a Thursday edition of the program for the football team. is a Wednesday 
edition of the work week. Um, so that's why you had the Stefanski presser there. Um, some injury updates for us um, in terms of potential. Did I see this right, Gibby? I'm, I'm catching up on this. It looks like we have several guys not practicing, including yes. uh, obviously a bunch of people we know with Clowney and Miles and JOK and Chief and Teller, Ward and Greedy are all not all right. practicing today. So, Dr. Z. Pharaoh Brown, concussion neck, I'd say 50-50. If he's out of the oh, protocol, Farrell, he, he won't play. That. Clowney will play. Hopefully he can be closer to 100% because he was not able to play his normal complement of snaps. I thought people – I saw a lot of people saying, why won't they put Clowney in? They wanted Clowney on the field. He just was not feeling up to it. I had that exact conversation. Uh, I did some out-of-market stuff, and they were like, Clowney was terrible in the game last week. I'm like, dude, he's playing through a lot. Playing through a lot of injuries. a lot of stuff, and man. He's he not. He wasn't terrible. He's, he's not, and it's it's not normal. He's he's, he's gutting limited. it out. Yeah, yeah he's very he's, limited. Miles, I think will play. Jeremiah Wusukoromo will play. David Njoku, I'd say trending no, even though he said date he's day to day. Then again, aren't we all? Yep. Wyatt Teller calf feels like no. Denzel Ward concussion feels like no. Uh, greedy illness, yes. All right, so that's that's where you stand uh, on all of that as the team gets back on the practice field today yep um one other development i can say with a pretty good amount of uh emphatically cream is supreme and this is a prince s- knew it wu-tang clan knew it knew it cream eric clapton knew it that's right yeah i mean this is, this is what a job the cream is unbelievable thank you to our good friends at homage yeah. bravo I mean, they crushed this. This is an electric factory. It really is. There's been, it's been a real head turner here in the building. Oh, everybody's walking already. By. A lot of envy, and we haven't even seen swag yet. Just wait. Wait till he gets a load of this thing. I mean, this is. Yeah, they we're did a good the, job. We're the senior swags today. Yeah, I don't recall when I was thinking back to the starter jacket. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I can't remember if it was on air or off about the various ones that we had. Oh yeah. Sometimes I can't tell, with certain exceptions, which is the show and which is not. Fair. Um. But we were talking about all of the favorites from time uh, from from a bygone era. I don't remember a Browns cream being I don't in the repertoire. Ever seeing a cream starter? No, of any. I don't either. I don't either. You'd be so. You were mad at me because I had a Lakers starter, but it was black. I would have been mad about that. Yeah, yeah, I had the purple one. It was sweet. Of course, it was. Everything goes with black. It's a cheat code. Yeah, black's a cheat code. So that's why it's. Yeah. I was the only person known in the Bay Area with a teal and a white. Charlotte Hornets satin, which was just breathtaking. The crazy thing about the the white Charlotte satin, I mean, the pop of the teal is uh, stunning. Yeah. It's much like on their home uniforms. The white home is unbelievable in those days. Um, the at, at a young age, that is a hell of a gamble with what was an expensive coat at the time. It was. Because yeah. with white, any sort of nudging, jostling sure, sure. can lead to a satin that is now – Sure. No longer pure. No, yeah, and he needed it to be pure. But that's what I – That's what, I mean, all of my starter parkas as a kid were all Hornets. Big teal guy. I had the teal were one. Were you a Rex guy? What led – was it – Rex. Did the teal pull you to them or did Rex pull you to them? Both, kind of simultaneously. Okay. It was like, this Hornets, this is sweet. And then the San Jose Sharks in our backyard came out with a black and teal combo. So I did have one yeah. par- parka later on of, of the Sharks. But I had the – do you remember the ones that were the colored with a hood? There were, I think, like – was it a zip-up parka? One of my heart of Not the one with things. the pouch, but that one. I had a teal Hornets one of that one, which was great. Yeah, the iconic one was the pouch and the quarter zip with yeah. the hood. That was came later. This was this predated. predated. What I'm talking about yeah. predated that. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. that's a good job. Um, so, so we thank them for that. Um, we've got football tonight. 
uh, to get to. So we'll, we'll get into that as the program goes along. We'll do a little guessing of the lines coming up on the program today. We've got a scores. Deion Jones. So that's good. Yeah. So that was good. So we'll yeah. have that, that nice interview chat. to, look forward to, to. look forward to, which yeah. is very good. Jacoby Brissett at the podium today as well. Uh, the NFL landscape getting very, very interesting here over the next couple of days in terms of uh, we had a, a trade yesterday with Robert Quinn. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, we have. I want to run something by you. I was thinking about this morning because obviously the Ravens play the Bucks tonight in Tampa. Yep. Of these three teams, most likely – to dig out of what they currently are. All three were contenders in the NFC at the start of the year, the Rams, the Packers, and the Bucks. Which one is most believable to you that a month from now we go, ah, really was nothing? And which is least likely that that's the case? I'd rank them Packers, Bucks, Rams. I still think the Bucks are talented. They still have Tom Brady. I think the Packers are overall a talented team. I like yeah. their defense. I think that they need to make a move for a wide receiver in the next day or so. And then... The Rams just seem so flawed to me. Like, they're not going to be able to get an offensive line together. Now, they may be able to make a trade. Oh, yeah, look. And it's the cream, Pods. It's the cream. Cream. This is a man who understands aesthetics. He gets it. Uh, So, the Rams just feel more flawed to me than the other two teams. Like, all it takes. Remember, Tom Brady, the year they won the Super Bowl, they got smoked by the Packers. Yeah. And at that point, I want to say... They were like six and four or five and five. Their record was not great, and then they no. didn't lose again. So, both of those teams feel like they can turn it on. And let's not forget they won thirteen games every year in Green Bay. Yeah, I feel like they'll figure it out. But they've got to get. They do need some talent at wide receiver. Did they miscount? They they clearly miscalculated what the Adams loss would mean. Remember at the time of that when he was going to be traded, we thought that it meant well Rodgers is out too. But Rodgers was he signed up for that? Yeah. So he knew that that Adams was going to be gone. Did they all miscalculate the talent on their own roster? I think they did, and they thought, you know, Christian Watson, who they drafted early, would yeah. be able to step in. He's been hurt the whole time. Sammy Watkins has been hurt the whole time. Guys that they brought in to try to help out. Um, Romeo Dobbs or Dobbs is a rookie and has been inconsistent. So I think it's been, yeah, more of a challenge than I think they expected it to be. Uh, but, you know, they are – they're still talented – they can got two good running backs. They've mm-hmm. got you know some. T- they I think they need to make a move. Like if if Chase Claypool truly is available, that's the landing spot. Go okay. get him. Go yeah. get him. Like you've got to get Aaron Rodgers some help at wide receiver. So that's that's what I'm looking at. If they do that, I think they have a chance to be very in a very very good spot. Yeah, it does feel like the Rams' issues are a little bit more finite on all of it. That they you know you probably do that over again you give up all of the future and to all win it, to win one super bowl that's all it's about um but but you do feel a little bit that that's um some borrowed time i think this is a fascinating weekend for brady tonight against the ravens and i think it's a fascinating weekend even for belichick to a certain extent coming off of a a beat down by the bears at your place they're at the jets um in, a, in a game, game this weekend yeah. so that's a that's a really big game for them going forward uh as well uh, congratulations to Tom Zivzel on being named the Browns Fan of the Year. Yeah. So this happened today. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Tom, actually, was in here? I got uh, Tim, and I got to I got to oh, tell Tim. him. I'm sorry, Tim. That's all right. I got to tell him, and you broke the news. Yeah, I got to be the one who broke the news to him. He was fired up. He got emotional, and he's an incredible story. Uh, I mean, been a season ticket holder since 1978. He's missed five games in that span. Um, wow. His lovely wife, Kim, two of the ones that he missed were the last two weeks. She just had brain surgery. She's doing well. I actually got to talk to her today as well. So, uh, But, yeah, he 
He loves this team. He wears something Browns every day of his life. He wears a piece of Browns gear every single day. It's always a Browns gear. He had nice on. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. That's awesome. It meant the world to him to come in here and to meet us and coach Stefanski. And it was really cool. They did a good job finding him. He is absolutely worthy of being uh, the fan of the year. And he also, in comments that I doubt will ever see the light of day, he did make some comments that made me feel that he had a real kinship with Gibbe in terms of his hatred for the Steelers, which I'm sure you <laughs> a were lot quite of pits, pleased. And squealers and uh, oh, he took it no, to well beyond that. Oh, beyond that. Oh, well, well, yes. yes. <clears throat> okay. Uh huh. Yep. Right. You're on a pedestal, young man. <laughs> well done. That's right. So, is this a new thing? I don't know. That but we're doing like go, this fan of the year thing. He gets to go to the Super Bowl. Airfare and lodging, oh, yeah. two tickets to Super Bowl, the VIP experience at the Super Bowl, the honors, Which is NFL honors. Valley of the Sun this year. Of course. Yeah, wow. Uh, this guy makes reservations for the Super Bowl every year in the event that the Browns go. Every year. He does it every single year. God bless him. It's amazing. He, Yeah, it is amazing. You get He's going to be featured on cleanbrowns.com, NFL.com, a feature in Sports Illustrated, a feature on Good Morning Football. Like, it's a That's big, great. It's a That's big great. deal. Yeah. It's all, I mean that's incredible. Yeah. So that's what. So is this the first year we've done this, or is no, this? We, we had, I don't remember talking had, about I don't it last year. Me neither. Fan of the year. We, well, I mean, they got us involved. Well, well yeah, that's, that'll help. Yeah, you know, yeah, we can help with so those things, make things it special. Was, for uh, it was a home run. Like, you, like he, I, I think there's he's probably like so many of our other fans. Like, it is, it is amazing. They they go through everything and they come back. Year after year after year. Well, I mean, look, they are I mean, just they, – they are ride or die with the Cleveland Browns. And Tim, no exception to the rule. Yeah. This is as ardent – I mean, this is as bought in of a fan base as there is in all of sport. Oh, but yeah. there is – this is the, also the beauty of sport in that it is the tie that binds. It allows for, it doesn't matter where you came from, where I came from. It doesn't matter what you believe politically or what I believe politically or religiously. It's the one place where you all gather and when and you have a common interest. There's not many places or it, things like that left in the world that are, hey, we're all in this together. We're in it together. Like, truly, this it feels, sport is kind of the last thing. Everything else, we pick sides and we fight. In this, if, if you're in our town, then you're all... We're on in. our team, well, and there's a beauty to that. There's right? plenty of fighting that goes on about this team. There, but no, yeah. no, no, but you know what I mean. But like, we all want the same sure, outcome during the week. Yes. But by the time you get to Sunday, of course, yeah, right. You yeah. get to a Sunday, and you're in the Muni lot, or you're getting your way to the game. You're ready to you're go. On there on a Monday night. This yeah. and everyone's gonna. Hey, man, let's go beat the Bengals. Like, forget about what's happened the rest of the week. You beat the Bengals, and then everybody feels good. And it has the power, especially in these northern cities. It has the power to lift the collective of the entire town. I mean, there's no question about that. That's I, why when we win one here, it's going to be electric. the greatest thing yes. in the history of sports. It'd be like the Cubs, like that type of thing, where you go 100 years and all of that, and the Red Sox, and all those years where people just kept the showing up. The curse of the Bambino. Us. Right. Yeah, yeah. But they were – they've had, I feel like, better runs. The Cubs didn't have much. For a while, yeah. For, for a sure. long time, they didn't have much. I mean, they were largely suck. Yeah. And they've kind of gone back to that. Yeah, they didn't like have – it was Red quick. Sox, it was right, at least, when right they back. broke the curse, they had a little run. Yeah. A great run. Yeah, there's there's no question. So yeah, I mean I I think that's awesome. I think it's great that Tim uh, personifies that with the Browns fan of the year this year. Good job of him. I loved seeing that. It was really cool. 
Yeah. If you're headed to the Browns-Bengals game Monday night, stop by the newly renovated Bud Light Balcony Bar inside First Energy Stadium from 6.30 to 7.30. Meet a Browns legend and register to win one of 50 NFTs for use in Bud Light Survivor Pick'em Game. Bud Light reminds you, always enjoy it responsibly. Coming up next, we will go around the league. David Njoku as well at the podium. An interesting one there. We'll get to all of that. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, there's nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. Do you know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing, and just a 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down and goal. Twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. And now here's the chief at the podium from earlier today. Let's have a listen. Do you think it's unlikely you play Monday for Cincy because you have the buy after that? I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll it hasn't happened. It happened on the shovel pass. I guess I just got tackled in a funny way. So. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of traffic on that play. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, uh, you know right David, because you stayed in the next snap, right? Yeah, it, it felt a little funny, but um, I tried to play through it. So I, I stayed in the next snap, and then I went to see the, the trainer afterwards. David, you, numbers look really good. Do you feel this is your your best season? Uh, maybe since that you haven't yet caught 56 balls. Well, the season's not over yet. You know, let's uh, let's 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 see how how it goes. So, with all the new modalities these days, and all the things that you can do in the regen room and all of that, I mean, do you have a slight chance of possibly getting on field Monday night even? We will we will see. It's it's uh it's not really my it is my choice, but at the end of the day, um, I'm communicating with the trainers the right way. We're trying to figure out what's uh, best, so we'll keep you posted. You were in the midst of a, a really great game when you suffered. Uh, the ankle sprain. Is, are you showing this season what what you're capable of and what you can do? <laughs> I mean, whatever they ask me to do, I try to do at the best of my ability. So, um, yeah, just here, here to work and help the team. What, uh, what kind of treatment are you getting on that ankle? All the treatments. Well, what, was that, what does that mean? It means I'm getting it worked on and I'm working on it. I'm doing whatever I can to do to get back healthy. David, Bill Petronian said after the game that losing to you is a big loss and you're a big part to what they do, but kind of obviously next man up mentality. The people that could step in, whether it's Harrison, Brian, or what, what can we expect from them come Monday if you're unable to go? Um, yeah, I mean, first off, the whole tight end room, we have amazing athletes, you know, with Harrison, Farrow, Miller, Zaire, you know, so I'm not really too worried about uh, them picking up the slack. I know they work hard every day. They uh, prepare as if they are tight end one. So I expect them to, you know, just pick up exactly where we, uh, where I left off. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see them play for sure. If you had to miss this game, and it's such a huge game, I guess the, the question is just how much are you just itching to get out there and be able to help? I'm itching, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's a whole different lifestyle. You know, uh, being injured or you know getting back from injury. So, yeah, uh, the fastest I feel able to play, the fastest I will play. There's never a good time for an injury, but considering the way the the schedule sets up with the bye week being after Monday night, is that in the back of your mind that you, 
might just only have to miss one if I have to miss any yeah, time beat sure. just because the way it lays out. For sure. I mean, the, the bye week definitely helps. So uh, let's just see. You know, let's, let's, let's just see where we are and uh, just go from there. I mean, your heart breaks for him because he was becoming what he was paid to do and what he was drafted to do. He had become that this year. And that's that's a brutal, brutal loss for us, but also for him. Because despite a disappointing start to the season, he's been anything but. 50-plus in five straight, 70 yards or more in four of the last five. His 34 receptions are fourth among tight ends, 418 yards, third among tight ends, second on the Browns in every category, and he's a great blocker. So, yeah, he has been phenomenal for the Browns. Phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it, you, it's you hate to lose him, and, and you wonder now, you know, Harrison Bryant's career high is 56 yards. Came against the Bengals. Yeah. But, you know, do we have somebody who can fill those shoes? Yes, yes, admire. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of that lot going around. A lot of that going around, kids. Um, you know who I'd love to see? Swag. That's what I want Swag, to but then also Melon. I'd like to see Melon. Melon, yeah. Get a look. Because he's always taunting us. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're taunting. That's what I would like. Yeah, a little, just one little image of him. I'd like him to get his gaze, his eyes on these. Go ahead. A so, uh, similar vein. Did you see Matthew Perry? Have you seen these things that have come out about his yeah. memoir? Why does he hate Keanu Reeves so much? So that like, I didn't understand. I thought it was funny how um, there was something about how he was in love with Jennifer Aniston, and I thought, well, yeah, sure. I think everybody at that time was. was yeah, like there wasn't anybody on the globe who was like, I could give or take her. Yeah. You know, so I that that really wasn't too surprising to me. I don't know what my hunch is. It was over a chick. Is that usually what it is? They said there's no connection between them at all. But like the point it, and the way that he said it, it wasn't like I hate Keanu Reeves. What he would say is like when somebody died that was really close to him, he'd be like, I can't believe this person's gone and Keanu Reeves walks among us. Like that's the but phrasing. what's the problem of what did he was, Keanu Reeves he was do a, then? upset offended that Keanu Reeves was living when these other people were dying. Did he steal? Did a he role? do him wrong? I don't know. Like, Nobody the... Barstool's tried to investigate it. There so far we've had no nothing concrete. Nobody gets it. Here's the deal. Like you guys have seen like how Keanu appears to be like the best guy ever. The nicest. Yeah. Like he'll do like stop by weddings and take pictures and if he seems like the nicest dude ever. Agreed. I've I have not heard a bad thing. No. No, and you weren't on a tour bus with Keanu Reeves at any point, were you? No. Okay, if I just want to anybody sure. was, it would have been. It would have been Gibbe. I hope you weren't on a like Chronicles a, of Gibbe. a public transit bus with him either, because no, that that got dicey. Certain speed, you got to keep it up to, my Maintain friend. Maintain it. Maintain it. Hell of a drop off to go from him to like what Jason Patrick on a boat in speed too. That was yeah. the that's what that was the sales pitch. No, I said his boat that one to back. go fast. Speed was great. Yes. Hopper. It was a thrill ride. It really was. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's near and dear to our hearts. He's Johnny Utah. One of the best movies. Bill and Ted's. Period. That was on. The other night. It was. It always blows my mind when people say that they, and I know you don't have cable anymore, but I still really enjoy bouncing around. Yep. So, Same. and seeing what, oh, well, I'll watch this until a, I'll watch Roadhouse till a commercial, and then I'm going to jump over and watch Speed till a commercial, in, in between watching some meaningless basketball just game get, on a Wednesday. Just a little taste. A little yeah. taste of everything. Yeah, just sure. paratroop in on things. It's like dim sum dim sum television. Yeah. I'll, have a, I'll have a bow bun over here. I'll have a soup dumpling. I might have a, you know, bring that. I'm going to go with two soup dumplings. Run that over here. Yeah. That's how that goes. Um, last night, they did the debut of Stephen A's World. So, so I was watching the Cavs. Cast, but NBA. Yeah, I was watching Cavs, yeah. and then when they would go to commercial, I was looking for something else. And I popped over to – I saw that they were doing it. I'd read about it earlier in the week. It really is 
perfect in the same way that Manning cast is perfect for a football game you don't care about because you're basically getting like you're watching a game with Stephen A. and Wilbon is how it started. Now, right. the, the cast wasn't necessarily what I think it's going to be. Yeah. Like Jalen was in there. It was like a lot of their NBA guys was in it. It was like in a studio in New York as opposed to like in his house or whatever. Sure. But at certain points, he would they would cut to like the Black Panther premiere, I guess, was last night. And he was like commenting about Angela Bassett, about how fine she was and all this. Like that for a game that I did not care about. I mean, it's a meaningless game. It's Nets and Bucks at the end of October. Who cares? It was fine. But I probably watched for 15 minutes just listening to him comment on the game. Does like he, they were making it, so much fun of Ben Simmons. Is he able to give you from a hoops perspective what like Peyton gives you from a football perspective? No. Or, yeah. No, well, I think he could. Funny. I mean, I think he's been around it enough. I mean, football, it, basketball isn't as complicated as right. football. Agreed. It's pretty straightforward. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you don't have to say like, what are they in? It's obvious what offense or defense they're in. The plays aren't that complicated. Right. They're all quick hitters. There's not a whole lot. Um, but I, I thought it was effective for sure. Um, as That's we. Cool. As we mentioned, uh, a Thursday night football game. I was thinking about this this morning. Could you imagine, like, Al Michaels after the games that they've called the last few weeks, like seeing Tom Brady and be like, ah, yes, I know you. We're used to having discourse. It's been a long time. I used to do the biggest game of the week every week. Yeah. Now I'm cashing a lot of checks, but. Great checks. I'm getting some dog games, and so. I'm fun. I'm into this one tonight. This is Big the league. first. This is the first one since that the has opener. a feel like yeah. This is right. This is the game of the week. Yeah, it is the first one since Chargers and Chiefs that has the type of gravity yeah. that Al is certainly used to on this, that one that he's zesting for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, I mean, this one's we During, have a like we laid out this a little bit yesterday. And by Monday, we'll be talked our way into it because Tampa Bay will beat the Ravens, and then we'll be just you know, boy, then sure all of a sudden you beat the I Bengals. Hope they do. Then you beat. Then all of a sudden you beat the Bengals and you're a game out. You're right back in it, baby. Two and one in the division. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, the Eagles. And I thought that this would be the. We talked about this yesterday. I think there's so many teams that think they have a shot at it that this is going to be a pretty busy trade deadline. We saw. We've seen trades today. Um, Robert Quinn goes from the Bears to the Eagles in exchange for a fourth round pick. You knew that he was on the block. The Eagles are the ones who get it done, and uh, they don't need help on the D line. And now they. This is just an embarrassment of riches. Had we been. Had we been five and two, yeah, I think we're. I think we would have been big time in on Robert Quinn. Had we been in a position yes. where like we were first in our division and okay, this is real. Yep, I think that we would have been in on Robert Quinn. I think it was a good seems chance. like it I makes all the sense in the world. Brown, yeah. Um, so there you are on that. Uh, this within the last hour or so, Kadarius Tony has been traded. From the Giants to the Chiefs, so I think that one is fascinating because the Giants are in the mix. Obviously, they're six and one. Yep. Um, the Chiefs. It speaks more to I guess Kansas City feels like they need more receiver help. He was drafted last year. You will remember, guys. This is the guy who Urban Meyer said we were going to draft him. He's a University of Florida product. We were going to draft him, and then we couldn't, so we basically panicked and drafted Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Travis Etienne looks great. Looks now. great. They just got rid of yeah. James Robinson. Right. But so now he moves. A year and a half into his career, first-round pick. And if you look, last year he had a three-game stretch that was ridiculous. He had a three-game stretch where he was like winning fantasy games single-handedly and then got he can't stay healthy. That's one thing. No. He has not been able to stay healthy so far in his young career. Um, but a very talented guy, somewhat en- enigmatic, I think would be a fair way to say it. Yeah. Like he's only – he played week one – He's played two games this year. He hasn't played since week two. 
Just last year, let's not get along. I don't know. I'm not following them. Like, is he just? He's kind of been the odd man out. Yeah, first but, round pick, and he can't find his way on the field. It's just strange. Health has been a problem, and he's been fighting with people. But he had, I guess it wasn't a two. It was a two game stretch. He had six for seventy eight, all in the second half against New Orleans. That was like his debut. Then the next week against Dallas, he has ten for one eighty nine and a touchdown. And then, oh no, ten for one eighty nine, and then that was it. Then he got hurt again, and then that was it. Very strange. Yeah. High ceiling on him. Little news out of Cincinnati. All right. Trey Hendrickson not practicing. Uh, He had to leave that game Sunday with a little stinger in the neck and still not practicing today. And neither did Jamar Chase. Day one of practice. Neither did Jamar Chase. But, I mean, look at our list as well. And I'm sure that they probably feel. I keep reminded that really the one we're going to be paying attention to is Saturday. 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 Yep. So that'll be the that'll the be the final that we're, we're talking about a little bit. Uh, the Pats going back to Mac Jones over Bailey Zappi to start a quarterback Sunday against the Jets. Um, uh, you know, honestly, that makes sense. You drafted Mac he's in the first guy. round. He's your yes. guy. Like, you know, like they went to Zappi, and if if Mac fails, then he needs the rest of this year to fail, and then if they want to move off him, they can. For like, sure. And like I think if Zappi had come in and they beat the Bears, yeah, it's different. You could but, roll, but it didn't happen. So I think now they're moving on. Yeah. yeah. Um. We talked about this a little bit yesterday with Russ Wilson's plane workout. He's still listed as question. He thinks he's playing in this game, but he's kind of like a partial uh, participant. Do we ever figure out if that stuff from Barstool I showed you yesterday was real? On was that real? Of, stuff with him and the athlete was allegedly from the Athletic, like the PMT put out. Supposedly, I don't know. Crazy. I didn't go vet it. It it. it it feels real, which is all you it need does. to say. It, he's it, he's reached the point. Yes. Simmons used to do the thing that the Tyson zone. Yeah, he's in the Tyson. He's zone. in the Tyson he zone where anything could be one, said or done, and you'd be like, "Well, that's plausible." One hundred percent, the Tyson yeah. zone. Zeke Elliott will not play Sunday against the Bears due to a knee sprain, per Tom Pelissaro on that. Uh, and finally, we talked about the Titans' new stadium renderings. The Bills have released their renderings for a new non-dome stadium to be completed by the fall of twenty twenty-six. Um, I think it's crazy to not do a dome, it looks, but it looks great. But I it's just think beautiful, it's and they, they're doing that thing that I've heard talked about where the roof kind of comes over, and that's supposed to help with wind flow so that no wind actually goes down into the stadium. So it like, keeps your temperature. The other yeah. thing I wondered, in the images, they had um, – it looked like red rings around several, and I wondered if those were like heat lamps in certain areas. And if you maybe, look at it close, there's yeah. there's red all the way around it, and I don't know if that was just to you know illuminate the color red for the bills – or if it was like, because it was over like a couple of the club levels yeah. and stuff, I wondered if there was going to be like some sort of a heat lamp situation. Which is because an, one of the things that they said makes sense. One of the things that they said in the release was we want it to be a place where you feel warm and safe. I've never been to Buffalo. I guess it's wonderful, but typically when I think of Buffalo, I think of cold and unsafe. So like well, the opposite, and that's why they're leaning into warm and safe, right? Well, so come like, on in. how do you make it warm if it's outdoors? I mean, you can go a long way with heated seats. It, it does look yeah. right. Like, Looks it, like it, heated. It does look like a heating lamp. Yeah. So I wondered there. if it was like heating lamps in a couple of the areas that club were levels for sure. Right? Isn't it? It's on like the two club levels, and I don't know. I made me wonder if they had plans to find a way to keep certain parts of the stadium warm. I mean, even that'd be in, pretty cool. Even in, well, that would be ideal, wouldn't it? Is yeah. that what you'd want? If you could have an outdoor stadium where you could also have the elements but also be warm? You do heated seats. So you're saying these, this like. I have no idea. It's just what it, when I saw it and it 
when I saw it, and it does. There's a glow, right? When I saw it, and then I thought, and I read the release saying that they that one of the things they wanted was it for be a place that feels warm and safe. I thought, well, the only way you get warm is with heat because it, it's. It feels like you're only warm though, and very specific. You've got to be seated really close to these things, and I feel like then are you gonna, like are people going to be burned up? Like I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, like I don't, and I don't know that that's what it is. Yeah. But the, down it in is, here, you're getting nothing. You get nothing down there. But no. the also best seats, the, nothing. The, no, but well, the best money Clubs, seats though sure. have that the heat. Have yeah. the heat, so maybe that's what they're okay. going for there. Yeah. Don't you think you'd go a long way if you just put heated seats in? Wouldn't that go a long way? Yeah, I was like wonder, that would be cost. I wonder what the, I wonder what the just the energy requirements would be to do that, and then how do you keep that safe in the elements with the snow? No idea. I don't know. They figured it out in every car. It's also indoors. Yeah, it's valid. It's valid. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I, the warm part of it, the fact that they wanted it warm, made me think, well, you must be doing something. Some type of heating. Something heating to get that done. Um, when a medical mistake caused you injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Jacoby Brissett from the podium coming up. We will have guest the lines, as we always do as well. All of that coming up here in the second hour. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Browns fans, skips the chore of laundry. Enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of October. Be entered to win four VIP Browns tickets to an upcoming home game. Just mention the promo code BROWNS. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. And now let's head to the podium. Our quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Kobe, what does it mean to have an event like that, have your teammates come out and support and really make a lot of kids, you know, make their evening? Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great event. Uh, our, CR, our CR team did a really good job of putting it all together and, and, and teaming up with Lotus uh, Heroes. And, and uh, obviously the players coming out and, and supporting it was, was awesome. Um, you know, uh, brought a lot of smiles and, and um, a couple of tears in the, in the crowd. But uh, overall, it was a great event. Uh, definitely puts a lot of things in perspective. What was your favorite costume? Oh, it was a lot. Uh, from the players or from the kids? Anything you saw? Uh, I don't know. We had a, we had a bunch of good ones. I thought Joel was pretty good. He actually <laughs> brought that with him, so he actually had it in his house for, for a little bit. So that was good. Um, yeah, I thought all the little kids looked cute. So uh, it was a lot of good, a lot of good, good, Are you good brothers? No, Are they they brother? got it for me, so I just put it on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk about the, the magnitude of, of this game and where you guys are heading into it just from a, a mindset standpoint? Yeah, uh, obviously it's the next game on our, the, the, the only one we all have promised together is, is this next one. Uh, no, obviously a, di a divisional opponent. Uh, and and uh, yeah, we need a win. Uh, I think that's the mindset. Uh, we understand that it's not just going to happen. Uh, it's it's going to start today. And, and I, I'm, honestly, it started after the game uh, in Baltimore. Uh, so all our focus is on on Cincinnati and, and trying to find a way to get a win. You guys ready for the, you know the, the Monday night football factor, and then also the, you guys should have a pretty good home field advantage. I mean, it is it is Halloween, and you know how Browns fans. Uh, I mean, honestly, the money Monday night thing doesn't really. It, it's just another football game in this league. So uh, I think that's the mindset that we're taking. Is is you know we got to find a way to block out all the noise and all the the distractions and, and focus in on this one. 
how do you build off personally what you did in that Baltimore game? Uh, just continue to do what I've done throughout this year and, and just going back and, and um, sticking to what I know is, is, is right. Um, you know, I thought we did a. I thought we had a good plan for Baltimore. Uh, obviously, it was was close, uh, but you don't really win games with being close. So just find a way to make one more play and, and make one more good decision, uh, and figuring out how to attack this team. Setting the results aside, and I know those do matter. Um, and and the New England game aside, do you feel like though you've you've played pretty well? Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, definitely thought I, I've uh, played well in in spots and. and uh, you know, the obviously the, the results are the, the main objective. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, just just finding a way to continue to play better and and, um, and, and putting this team in the best position to win. David Njoku has, has meant a lot to you, you know, in this first part of the season. If you have to be without him in this game, that's kind of tough, huh? Oh, for sure. Uh, somebody else better mean a lot to me soon, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just based on that question. The fact that you guys rely so heavily on multiple tight ends, and if you're without David and without Farrell, um, how does that change? Does that significantly change what you guys do schematically? Uh, I wouldn't say significantly because we played with one tight end on the field a lot this season. Uh, it gives other guys a step up, uh, opportunity to step up and and make plays, and and and, uh, and I think guys are up for the challenge. Obviously, putting the plan together around those. Uh, I wouldn't even consider them setbacks, but circumstances, uh, and then the, the finding the ways to put our other guys in uh, the best position possible. I mean, do you re like do your reads change a lot if you guys are more spread out with three wides and more, you know? Uh, no, nah, usually it's whoever's open gets the ball, and uh, hopefully that stays true. Rather, wh whoever's out on the field. Jacoby, the last, the last two games, uh, Hunt's uh, targeted three times in the passing game. And his carries are significantly down. What's, what's the reasoning behind putting up? Uh, I don't make the decisions like that, so you'll probably have to ask Kevin on that one. If, he, if he's the third down back and included on the two-minute team, shouldn't he be getting more action in these classes? Again, that's a that's a question for Kevin. So I'm sure his interview soon. Jacoby, you've known for a long time how long you would be the starter here, and this is what you signed up for. Is it easy for you to block that out, though, that I may only have four more starts left this season? Uh, definitely. Uh, I never really thought about the, the, the duration of it, more so just the journey of it. Uh, and uh, I've had a lot of fun, and, and I'm continuing to have fun, and, and uh, going out there and, and trying to do my best. And uh, yeah, so that's all I've been thinking about. Jacoby, you guys have a lot of talent here, and you've got a lot of really, really good guys in this locker room, too. So I, I guess, like, it just feels like something's missing. Do you know what that is? Like, have you been able to kind of figure out what that uh, is? No, nah, because if I figured it out, I would have probably told everybody what it was. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, this league is so up and down, and, and um, you know, you just got to find your streak, and it's a, it's a league of streaks. And, uh, um, you know, once you, it's like a three-point shooter. Once you hit one, hopefully you see it more go down, and, and uh, that gives you the confidence to understand that, uh, uh, you know, that, that they're soft, start falling your way. Uh, so, you know, we just got to hit our streak and, um, you know, and it's really just finding a way to get one and then uh, not necessarily just games, but good play after good play after good play after good play. And then those are hopefully those are piled into a win. Jacoby, you've talked about kind of walking out the four games and taking the journey. I mean, how would you describe this journey to this point? Because it's huh. been a, kind of a whirlwind, yeah. a roller coaster in the NFL. Just how would you describe how? Uh, it's definitely been that. It's been a roller coaster. Uh, 
uh, yeah, it's been nothing short of fun. Uh, it's been it's been a great time. Uh, obviously, enjoy it every week. I mean, uh, I know my emotions don't show it to you guys, but I actually do enjoy what I do, uh, and it's just been a lot of fun. Like I'm, it's like a kid, you know. When you, just related to the um, the idea of the journey and then how you're you know scheduled to, to change roles here, uh, so to speak. You've made an impact as a leader. Can you continue to do that when that switch occurs? Uh, yeah, I think that's what makes me who I am. You know, nothing. My, my circumstances don't change who I am. Uh, uh, that's what I mean. I, I'm a teammate first, uh, so uh, I'll continue to be that no matter what the circumstances are, uh, and and figure out something else to do. Right? When uh, you said at the beginning that this is the next game is the only one promised to this group. Is that a nod at all to the trade deadline coming? Oh no, I didn't even think about that. Damn, I should better choice of words, huh? Uh, no, I just—I mean, you just think about—I mean, obviously, A Walk's one of my best friends, but you're just thinking about, you know, him, and it's just like every day. Like I tell him every day, I walk into the building, I think about you because, you know, these these aren't promised, you know, and um, we, the only thing we have is the one right now, and, and um, I think that that's the mindset that I, I like to carry, just because. Listen, I don't know when the train's gonna stop for me. Uh, but while I'm here, I'm just enjoying it, you know. Hey, Jacoby, um, when you're going through a spell like this, a losing streak, does a team get tight? Is this team tight right now? That what do you mean just, tight? You know, that one mistake, you're trying so hard not to make a mistake. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I just think, uh, you know, we have to find ways to minimize the mistakes. It's not necessarily, like, mistakes are going to happen in this league. Like, yeah. The other teams get paid too, so they, they have good players too. So uh, we understand that. It's just more so we just got to find a way to make one more play here, uh, one more play there. And then, like I said, like you hopefully you pile up enough good plays to where it equals a win. You guys got an extra day yesterday, so to speak. Um, the bye week's coming up. Is this a good time for you guys to, I guess, maybe recharge the battery a little bit and, and just kind uh, of go through a little bit of a reset? Well, Honestly, I mean, we, we got to go to a game, so there's no we can't recharge right now, you know. So it's it, I think the, the whole thing is just to empty the tank this week and and just see what happens, you know. Uh, that's how you always play, but even more so uh, knowing the situation and um, being a division game, uh, needing to win, uh, you know, just empty the tank and then. When it's time to recharge, we recharge. Was it nice to be able to hit, uh, you know, a number of the deeper balls in that last game? And do you think going forward that, you know, will loosen things up for you guys? Uh, I mean, it was nice. Obviously, I love completing the ball, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. I mean, teams obviously have to respect it. Uh, at spots last week, they did it, and we took advantage of it. And, and uh, you know, that's the case every week. Sometimes teams just respect it because of the the nature of their defense and sometimes they don't, which is the nature of Baltimore's defense. And, um, you know, it was good to capitalize on a couple of those and, um, you know, and, and being able to do it on the fly, you know. Jacoby, you get charged when there's, when you lose a fumble, right, you get charged with it. Um, I'm aware. <laughs> right. When you go back and watch it, like, do you feel like that's just bad luck that you're trying to get rid of the ball and the guy hits it or do you feel like, man, maybe there's something I could have done? Better? I mean, you always think of like, damn, what could I have done differently? Uh, and then some is just like, hey, it's just, the process of football, you know, so, yeah. And Jacoby, obviously you knew Nick Chubb was a back when he came here. Is there something that you gained an appreciation about him that you didn't have before? Uh, I just didn't know how how elite he was until I got here, you know. Uh, obviously, 
watching them throughout the league and, and seeing them every week on ESPN and stuff like that. But when you come and you see, uh, you know, his work ethic and his, his, his attention to detail and then you actually see him go out in the game, it's, um, the crazy thing is it's no surprise, but it should be because that's not uh, very normal. What about Trey Hendrickson? Is he somebody that you've got, you know, to keep an eye on and be wary of? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, a guy that, that has a hot motor, uh, play a lot of good football in this league. Uh, definitely somebody that we obviously are paying attention to in this game. When it looked like Judd struggled a little bit Sunday against the Ravens, do you have conversations <coughs> with him when that happens or following that? Just uh, keep his spirits up or whatever? No, uh, no, I didn't think he struggled. I mean, plays happen here and there. Like I said, they get paid too. But uh, it's, it's nothing that I can say to him for or anybody, you know, really to that matter of if, if somebody thinks that they don't play well. It's just. <coughs> uh, and you know this league is, is guys just got to rise to the occasion the next week. You know, and it's uh, he's played good good this throughout this whole year. So uh, I don't doubt. I don't think there'll be a downfall. What was David Njoku doing so well in the first seven games of the season? Catching the ball, <laughs> getting open, uh, which is his job, right? And blocking. And I think he uh, he was really. Uh, on the rise, you know, I mean, I don't think his season's over, uh, just uh, a little hiccup. So, uh, no, he's definitely going to be missed for sure. And OBM, the official printer partner of your Cleveland Browns. Well, you depend on your Browns to win. You can depend on OBM. They tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. We'll go over some fantasy football. There's a lot going on, especially with some of these trades that have been made out there. Uh, we will get to that. Plus, we will guess the spread on all of the games, see how Dr. Z does there. It's coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850. One more. Nope. 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority gives you the bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bathroom into Why a not? custom bath for a spa-like experience? They can do it for you in about a day. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you. At a fraction of the cost of the competitors, the Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. Expert factory-trained installers. Call now. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399. Go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Superior products and expert installers. At thebathauthority.com, 216-220-8399. Thebathauthority.com. Um, all right, Dr. Z, you ready for a little fantasy? Oh, this is nice doodling. You like that? Yeah, it's a good. good it's a, it's terrible. I'm, I, you know, my uh, the middle boy Beamsy has a, a gift for some of the artistic ways, and I was talking to NBC about it, and he laments the fact that he does it. And I said, well, look, there are things you're good at. My middle sure. brother, for example, was a pretty good artist. Uh, I have an uncle who, who uh, was an artist professionally at an art gallery and all wow. of those things out in Seattle. And so, what I kind said, of art? Uh, mostly uh, Western um, Western art and then um, Western wildlife art. So 
Grizzly Can I see some of his wares? I, this yeah, is kind of I'll stuff pull that it I'm into. You. Yeah, I'll show it to him. Yeah. Any, does he have any Suarus? Any Southwestern or mostly like? No, mostly Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So makes so, sense. Makes sense. Um, anyway, so I said, you had that in you. I said, you know, everyone has different gifts. Like, you know, Beamsy's not crazy about the public speaking and all of that. So, like, sure. you know, everyone has their own gifts, my man. So, I, the long story short, right. I have no artistic gifts. I don't either. About all I'm good at is the Nike app. I can do a pretty good shoe design. Yeah, you can pick colors. Yeah, I can pick colors. Already, yeah. Made sneaker. Exactly. That's. Yeah. I can tell you that cream's going to look good with our colors. Yeah. That I can tell you. Yeah. And I know that it does. Um, all right. Week eight, fantasy football, my friend. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Where do you sit on a guy like Jamison Williams? I'm I'm holding him. I mean, I have keeper leagues. Like in a seasonal league, if you have the room on your bench to hold him, I would still hold him because I know how good I think he is. Yeah. And so that talent I like, they're going to be a team that's going to be throwing the ball around the yard. And they're decimated now. Decimated now. I'm so, it's a little concerning that he's not back yet, don't you think? It is. And I heard uh, Campbell this week say he's still a month out. Which was so in a seasonal league, you can get rid of him. In a keeper league, though, I would hold on to him. Yeah, that's what I'd say. I made a huge trade last night while at Spodos. I like it. Huge Let's hear trade. about it. What'd you do? So this is in the the AFFL in the league with the Miz and uh, me and Vince, the Suning Snakes, were in first. Mm-hmm. We got the best, most points, number one in the power rankings. We have our team is pretty loaded, so it's a twelve team league, and we've got Lamar Jackson. Our running backs are Austin Eckler, ETN, Ramondre Stevenson, Jeez. David Montgomery, and Herbert, both Chicago backs. Our receivers, and you only start three, are – and you only start two running backs, two receivers, and a flex. We only need five out of this, these yep. groups. Our receivers are Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Hopkins, T. Higgins, and Gabe Davis. Jeez. We also have Pickens on the bench and yeah, Jamison Williams on the bench. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Our tight end is Goddard. Okay. So we looked at our team and we're like, we're super deep. If there's a way to upgrade and turn Goddard into, say, a Kelsey. Yeah. And give up one of our running backs, one of our receivers. Yeah. Along with it. Let's do it. So the Miz has been decimated by injury. His team is dreadful. You prayed on the Miz. So we floated out to him a few weeks ago. Okay. ETN, who's a 15th round keeper in this league. So that's a great value. Uh, Goddard. And Pickens. Pickens also a keeper. Who does he have? His team is awful. But who does he have at tight end that you're hunting? Kelsey. <sighs> so, but he's like starting like Kenneth Gainwell, Kenyon Drake are starting at running back right, for him. But, so if I were a competitor of yours in this league, I would tell Mike, Mike, you, you're not winning anything anyway. Like getting Pickens and who did you say? Pickens. Goddard. Goddard and. Etienne. And Etienne. You're not going to win anything anyway. If you give him Kelsey, you're handing him the championship. Okay. So, but again, to the other point is you're not winning anything anyway. He's got the second lowest points in the league. Is there some sort of payment that he has to make if he does, if he finishes last? No, but he's getting, and then we offered him Ramondre, who's been great. We offered him, he's like, I only want Eckler. Good, good move by him. So we're like, you're not getting Eckler. It's a bit of a deal breaker. I was like, like we had the first pick in the draft. So he went too far back. We had the first pick in the draft. We yes. picked Eckler. We if picked we wanted Eckler. Kelsey, we'd have picked we'd have Kelsey. Picked yeah. And by the way, Eckler's number one in all of fantasy football. Yeah. So you can't do so that. So yeah. we're going for weeks and weeks, nothing. And he's like, leave me alone. And then he comes back and he's like, his demand was um, 
his demand was he now he wants Etienne. Well, they trade James Robinson. Oh, so, so for two weeks he didn't excited. want it. So now he wants Etienne. So you now you're saying, hey, I want a little sweetener back. So we dropped Herbert. He picks up Herbert for like all of his free agent budget, the backup running back in Chicago. So like we'll give you Montgomery. Any association with your franchise he yeah. wants. Yeah. Well, like we'll give you Montgomery. So now you're so yeah, both Chicago. We'll give you a Pickens, who's a keeper and has outscored every single one of his receivers over the last four weeks, and we'll give you Goddard for uh um for Kelsey. And we needed Kelsey and and Schultz, because he Kelsey's on a bye this week. No. He says no to this. I only want ETN now. So now we've already moved from Eckler down to ETN, which yeah. is where we originally were. So I said we'll give you ETN and Goddard. For someone's playing checkers, hold on. someone else is playing. Checkers. So I go, we'll give you ETN and Goddard. Yeah, you got to give us uh Herbert since yeah. now we're giving away a running back who's a keeper and now he's a bell cow. You yep. got to give us Herbert back to protect Montgomery as our third running back. We need Kelsey and Schultz. Yep, no, I won't do that. I want Gabe Davis. <laughs> You're not getting Gabe Davis, and it's not happening. Yeah, then we're not doing it. So then I'm like, all right. He hits me back up, and we like, and I'm like talking to him literally at Spotos. I'm like, all right, listen, we'll give you Pickens too. He goes, oh, you'll give me Pickens? Yeah, I'll give you Pickens. He goes, I think you have a deal. So wait a second, you're right back to your original you're deal. Back. That's right. And he <laughs> thought giving him Pickens was a sweetener. So now we have Kelsey. So now our starting lineup is <laughs> Lamar Jackson. So you've won the league. Lamar Jackson, yeah. Eckler, Ramondre yeah. Stevenson, yeah. Justin Jefferson, Hopkins, either yeah. Higgins or Gabe Davis, yeah. and Kelsey. You've won the league. We have four people in the top 12 How in scoring in the league. How did you not realize that, you, that that was your original deal that he rejected? And now Pickens is a sweetener. What has I, the reaction been to the rest? In of the, the rest guys of the league, league, are they just they can't be pleased? They Dead silence. Going, yeah. yeah, we we've so been posting, and town. you know Vince loves it, so he's posting like Travis Kelsey gifts in all the oh, league geez. chats all over the place. Does is Mike aware that he's been had here? No, he he's like, look, I got Etienne now. Who's you can make the case that Etienne would be drafted right now in our league ahead okay, of but Kelsey. that guy that he is right now, second to last in the league. But he's got a winning record, so he's still trying to play for this but year. But what's he going to play for? He's not better than you. No. So, like, my whole thing with fantasy football, like, is if I can't win it all, what do I care? So he's getting the best keeper for next year. I That's mean, the ETN in the, 15 year, in the 15th round is as good yeah. a keeper as you're going to have. That's funny. So now we've got – we have, like, the number one receiver, yeah, the number one running the back. The, the yes, there are only right. two tight ends of real consequence. There's only two. You've got one of them. Yeah. 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 I'm so excited. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's and if he fun. gets hurt, we have Dalton Schultz, who's not – Not bad. No slouch himself. Yeah. You're, you're safe on that front, my friend, to say the least. Um, who do you like in fantasy this week? You got me. Other than you. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit me. Um uh, Quarterback-wise, obviously, from guys that are not like automatic starts, I think Kirk Cousins against Arizona. I like Tua against Detroit. Roll them uh, both out. Danny Dimes is starting to enter some of that starting conversation, and he gets Seattle, so I like that as well. Uh, the running back position, you've got some good players on by. So no Austin Eckler, the number one back in the league. He is out. I hope everybody got Kenneth Walker when we told them to told you to. Um, I like Raheem Mostert against Detroit this week. Uh, I like Tony Pollard against Chicago, as well as Zeke in that one. I think those guys are both fine plays. Wide receivers, kind of from the middle of the pack type of guys. You know, boy, it's so hard. I have to pick between Gabe Davis and T. Higgins for my third receiver this week. What am I going to do? I don't know. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Looks like Terry McLaurin is back with Heineke. That's something that was true the last time they'd played together as well. Uh, Alan Lazard and then 
Pickens, Pickens averaging over 12 points a game the last four. Keep him in your lineups. Tight ends, Dalton Schultz, not just because I have him, but he's on the waiver wire in a bunch of leagues. I would highly recommend picking him up. I think he is a fine start for your teams. Uh, Fryermuth is coming on nicely. And then Taysom Hill, you always got to roll Taysom Hill. He, I think he's a good start for you as well. Defensively, um, if the Eagles, if somebody cut the Eagles during the, their bye week, get them immediately. Like yep. that is insanity. They are dominant and they just got Quinn. They're going to be even better. There you go. Singletary or uh, Melvin Gordon? I'm not Melvin Gordon. So Singletary. Yeah. Yes. Definitely not Melvin Gordon. All right. There you go. There it is. That's where you stand. All right. You ready for this? Oh, we need one of our guys. Who do you like for us against Cincinnati? Other than the obvious. I mean, Harrison Bryant is a fine. I think you can pick up and play Harrison Bryant this week. I think he will, especially in a PPR, he's going to catch four or five passes most likely. We yards, only throw it to chance, three people. Chance to right, and he's going to be one of those three. So he's going to have to be one of the three. Yeah, and he probably can't come off the floor, off the field much. No, so no. he's in play the whole time, and it's you know the only other two are Donovan and and Amari. That's yep. it. Yeah, so that's the way that's going to go. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. What do we got? Fourteen again. The goal is to get to two. You want me at? You've got. You want eight and six. You want nine. And, you're you're always looking for nine and five, one, which two, is out. It's, we do that with the scores. That's hard to do on pick the lines. Is it possible we have fifteen? Are there only two teams on by? Just the uh, the Chargers, and the Chiefs are Chargers down. and Chiefs. Yeah, that's it. Chargers that's it. and so Chiefs. We have Fifteen that's games it. this week. I think yep. a winning record for you is nine. Nine think, and six. I think you're happy if you do nine. You go I'd nine and thrilled. six. You'd be happy. Yeah. Uh, you could live with eight and seven. All right. All right are you ready for this? Yep. All right. Tonight, Baltimore at the Bucks. Baltimore at Tampa Bay. Bucks minus one and a half. Got it. Minus two. Nailed it. Off to a good start. You were last week as I'm well. A, I am a fast starter. You're dialed in. Always, you're always dialed into these uh, the Thursday nighters. Denver at Jacksonville, which is actually in London. Denver, Jacksonville, uh, London. Vegas likes the Jags, so I think they're going to be favored. Jags minus two and a half. Nailed it. On it. Two On it? Half. Exactly. Nailed it. I think it's interesting that it doesn't really matter if Wilson plays or not on the line. It moved like four points last week. Did it? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that changes. It opened up with them, I think, minus two and a half and ended with them plus one and a half. All right. Carolina at Atlanta. The Red Hot Panthers off a 21-3 win at Atlanta. This feels like Vegas zone to me. Atlanta minus four and a half. Got it. Minus four. Let's go, dude. 3-0 and start We're here on the week. We're for a middle, middle it's of coming. the road. It's coming. Well, a swoon. Okay. Bears at Cowboys. Bears at Cowboys. Bears flying high off of that uh, big win at New England. Dallas. 3-4. and four. Dallas they minus three and four. 10. Got it. Cowboys minus 9.5. Let's four go. 4-0 start to the week. This is unbelievable. I'm just going with the first thing that pops in my head. Miami at Detroit. Dolphins at Leo's. Miami minus six. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Minus three and a half. Yeah. Oh, no. I wasn't even in the neighborhood. Arizona at Minnesota. Arizona at Minnesota. Minnesota minus five and a half. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh. Arizona, I'm sorry, Minnesota minus three and a half. 
Minus three and a half on that one. God, I was Where feeling so good. Swoon that we always go. Yeah, these are weird ones. He loves roots. Why are you rooting against me? Hey, man, I was Vegas. super impressed with the beginning, but I knew where this was going. Vegas at New Orleans. Las Vegas at New Orleans. Saints minus one and a half. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. God. Vegas minus one and a half. Vegas? Vegas minus one and a half. Okay. New England at Jets. You're now four and three. Four and three for Segura. New England at the Jets. Jets minus three. New England minus two and a half. <laughs> what? God, I'm frozen. Isn't that crazy? That's a crazy line. I think so, too. I'll tell you P- where you can take that line. Pittsburgh at Philly. Pittsburgh at Philly. Some interesting games this week. Eagles minus ten and a half. Got it. Minus eleven. Minus eleven. You know what we should do for this segment? We need to get like the prices right. Music looping. Yeah. I'll work on that. That would be beautiful. That's, I lo- that's Jeopardy. Jeopardy, but yeah, yeah. prices right is what like we that. want. Yeah. yeah. Uh Bob Barker, hell of a life. Oh, God bless him. Dude, what a microphone. Great run. Among other things. Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee minus four and a half. What? Six? Minus two and a half. What? Mm-hmm. Washington at Indy. You're still in play. I was going to say you're, you're still, still right in play. There. You're looking at, you're staring down the barrel right now. You're you're five and five. Ugh. Five and five. Even what? Steven. What? Washington at Indy. Washington at Indy. Debut of what's-his-face at quarterback. Yeah, Sammy Ellinger. What's-his-face. Who is known primarily in college football circles by the guy who got on the microphone after Texas won some innocuous bowl when Tom Herman was a coach. might have actually been a game against Georgia. And he goes, guess who's back? Like, Texas was back. They haven't won a damn thing since. Indy. (laughs) Isn't that a – real quick, quick interlude. Isn't it amazing that – like that's what's being sold over there that they spent all off season on Matt Ryan and they're going to go with Sam Ellinger. It's not like anyone's like, Oh, I wonder if there's more to Sam Ellinger. And not only that, no, but less. again, like Ryan's not even an option. If he gets hurt, correct. It's Nick he's, Foles. He's, it's Foles. He's done. It's the cra- I wonder if he could be traded, but honestly, the only places that I think would have interest are like the saints. Well, he's got 24 million guaranteed this year and another 12 and a half next year. Be a buyout. Won't he? Feels Making like some money, laughing yeah. to the bank. Yeah. Washington, commies at Colts. Indy's got to be favored. They're at We're home. giving you hints here. Indy, minus two and a half. Got it. Minus three. Minus three. Survived. Pedro's at just ram it. Oh, boy. This will be your downfall. At your Rams. Pedro's. Rams, which up until seeing these cream Browns starter jackets, the uh, Niners gold was the uh, I thought standard. the creme de creme. Yeah. Tom Rathman. Right. Rams minus three. Niners minus one and a half. Bum, 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 bum. Giants at Seattle. Looking for the Giants at Seattle. That's an intriguing game. I feel like the way that they've been spread, that this will not be as big as you would think it would be. And so I'm going to say Giants minus one and a half. Seattle minus three. What? 
Seattle minus three. Uh, uh, not below 500. Packers at Bills. Packers at Bills. Sunday night football. Bills minus eight. Might not be waiting all day for that one. That would be incorrect. Bills minus 11 and a half. <laughs> what? The largest previous spread of Aaron Rodgers' career was eight and a half in 2014. And a half? In 2014, Rodgers was an eight and a half point dog at Seattle. They lost 36 to 13. That is the largest previous spread that he's ever faced. He is getting 11 and a half at Buffalo. Coming off the bye. Now, Allen has played three times on Sunday Night Football. All three times. Not only has he won, but he's covered. Okay. A okay. little preview for the scores. By the way, there's a lot of wonky, weird lines. Like there the are. ones that were made sense, I felt like I was very good on. Well, <laughs> that would be the case. Yeah. The ones that I got right, I felt really good about. <laughs> I was right on. I don't know about all these I missed. They're all these are strange. weird. I don't understand. Well, they are weird. I think there are some that are. I mean, the Bills I, minus 11 and a half. Going oh, more than a point over a touchdown, I thought, with Aaron Rodgers, was I was yeah. eight and a half. He was giving that a big line there. Yeah, Packers have not covered, though, in like four weeks. Okay. All right. um, What's left for me? Cincinnati at Cleveland, the last one of the day. Bengals minus s- s- five and a half. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Bengals minus three and a half. Oh. Okay. One, two, three, four. Bad week. Five, Bad week. six, six and nine. You come out hot, dude. I was four and oh, it. I was four and oh. You get your first four, four for four. Nailed it. Not only did you nail it, the furthest you were off on any of them was point five. You were on it. And then they just were like, "All oh, went to hell." Yeah, I feel like they changed their what they were doing at that point. Yeah, the algorithm. Buying or selling a home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services is always a winning strategy. I'm sad. I am too. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered because at Howard Hanna, every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash gobrowns today for more. Yes, sir. I know we haven't tracked this, but I'd be curious on the ones where, like, I don't can't believe the spreads. I wonder the relationship between that and, like, how good I do on the scores because scores have been, have been supreme. crushing. So I do feel like there are some built-in advantages that we have. Here's what I – this is what I think, too, because this has happened – it happens – it feels like every week. I know for a fact it's happened multiple times this season where the – in, in a given week, the two or three biggest lines not only don't cover, but they lose. Outright. Um, we had that twice. All three of the four biggest lines last week, including the two biggest, all not only lost, but lost by what they were favored by. Think about that swing that is being missed. Yeah. It's a substantial one, yeah. to say the least. Um, new linebacker Deion Jones, one-on-one with Z, coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily. Very happy now to be joined by one of the newest members of the Browns, linebacker Deion Jones. Deion, first of all, welcome to Cleveland. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's been How, nice. What's the acclimation been like for you? You spent your whole career down in Atlanta with the Falcons, and now all of a sudden, new team, new city, thrust right in action against the Ravens last week. Yeah, it's been good, you know, getting acclimated, learning the playbook, finding a place to stay. It's been kind of quick, but it's been all fun and, you know, good to figure out. How helpful is it to have so many LSU guys already on the roster? Yeah, they help out big time, you know, letting me know where to stay at, uh, keeping me up on, you know, the routine around here. So just following guys around right now, getting uh, the schedule down and getting to know everybody. Very accomplished in your career, five 100 tackle seasons. You've been a pro bowler. 
when and you also had some experience in that Dan Quinn defense how helpful was that kind of in preparing you for what the Browns are asking you to do here oh it's been helpful like terminology uh of course different you know different words and stuff but the concepts are pretty much the same you know some things are tweaked to kind of help the mic out or you know just the defense in general but other than that it's just been you know plug and play kind of for people who maybe aren't as familiar with those great Falcon Saints rivalries that you used to be a part of, you know, how would you describe your game to Browns fans who are now going to see a lot of you? Um, just flying around, playing fast. Um, that's that's my style of play, flying around, tackling, and that's what I plan on doing. A natural in coverage as well. Is that something that you've always been kind of good at? Eleven career interceptions, so you know how to get your hands on the ball. Yeah, coverage was like one of the things I had to learn as soon as I got in the league. You know, being in a lot of space, covering a lot of guys, so. It's something I took pride on and locked in on it and kind of took off from there. I mentioned the 500 tackle seasons, you know, three in a row last year, over 130 down there in Atlanta. Do you take pride in, in making sure if you get your hands on somebody, you get them to the ground? And, and what do those stats kind of mean to you? Oh, uh, you know, they, they kind of come as they go, as the, as the season come on. But I love, like I said, flying around, getting to the ball, finding the ball and, you know, getting the person on the ground. That's part of the game. And I'm at a position where I get to do it a lot. You certainly will, and obviously things have changed in that room, even since you've been here. Jacob Phillips now on injured reserve with that injury. You are going to get an opportunity to play a lot, which is what you're used to anyway, right? So physically, how do you feel after your first game back, after taking that time off? Um, just like everybody, a little sore. And then, uh, you know, just recoup, watch the tape, get back to, you know, the basics and see where I could take off from there. It's only up from now. Did it feel good to get back out on the field? It definitely felt good to get back out there. Um, you know, like I said, just being on the field with the guys and getting the feel of what you what you love to do is always a good thing. So um, just like I said, just keep growing from there and just continue to gel and, and build with these guys. Was it nice to step right into a rivalry game? Could you feel kind of the Browns, Ravens, like, and what that meant? Yeah, that 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 uh, conference game was was an eye opener. Like just seeing how intense it is, the crowd play into it, and you know, I like to see how that is at home. You're going to get that Monday night, right, against the Bengals. You come right back in, Ravens, Bengals, big games, obviously, for this team. And you're new to the team, but you kind of know where this team sits and you know, a lot of work to do to get back to where we want to be. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, just, you know, back to the grindstone. Guys get back in the books, get refocused on the new appointment, and, like, we go from here. Have you ever had a coach who is – it's crazy, and I mean this in a good way because I love the guy and loves the ball as much as Coach Tarver. Is it? I have a good. He's come from a, like he knows the guys that I know. Uh, of course, like Dan Quinn, Brick, and he's got that same energy, and uh, I like to have that in the room for sure. It's fun, right? Yeah, it's fun. It keeps everybody alert. You know, everybody in and locked in. So he's always on us, and we appreciate that from him. All right. So this will be your debut in front of the home fan, the home uh, fans on Monday night. What's What's one thing you want them to know about Deion Jones? Because it's easy to look up the stats, the accolades, all of that, but something that, you know, when they see 54 out there, what do you want them to think about? Just flying around. Like I said, getting, get, getting to the ball and flying around, that's what I love to do. Well, Deion, it's great to have you here. Best of luck on Monday. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, good stuff. Be good to see him in there. Necessary as well, by the way, with the injuries. Quite necessary. Yeah, and he's a good player. And I think that, you know, you saw last week even just his veteran know-how helped the younger guys. JOK had his best game, you know, since early in the season. Yeah, and from a in, – in terms of the matchup this week, in terms of us getting put in the right positions early, pretty critical against this passing attack. They can't run it for whatever they reason. They don't even try anymore. They're not trying. They're like, we're good. So 
but they'll spin it all over the place. So that'll be the key to this thing and is getting everybody in the right spots and knowing what they're doing and have them on the same page. And hopefully Dion will be able to do that. They are now in 11 personnel 98% of the time. Yeah. They are in the shotgun 90% of the time since week five. And they are just absolutely slinging it around the yard. Yeah, I think it's a situation where like they, they tried and then they just said, well, to heck with it. Let's yep. do it. And away they go. And so they'll spin it and spin it and spin it a little bit more, and they're really good at it. Browns fans get into First Energy Stadium quicker on game days with Express Access. Presented by Root Insurance, enroll for free today to enter through exclusive lanes at each gate. Plus, each game use Express Access at First Energy Stadium. You'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a Browns autographed item. Go to the Tickets tab in the Browns mobile app to learn a little bit more about that. Still so much more to come, including a Thursday night score. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, catch the Kevin Stefanski Show with Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry tonight, 7 to 8, Panini, Center Road in Brunswick. Meet Browns cornerback Greg Newsom. Check out Thursday Night Football as the guys get you ready for Monday Night Football and the Cincinnati Bengals coming up here shortly. Real quick, I know we have a score coming up. I know we have a couple minutes here. We actually do have a little bit. Did you guys see, uh, apparently Kimmel's doing this, our friend Mr. Dog commenting the Planet Earth videos? I saw your post last night. It was pretty awesome. Wait, what? Snoop Dogg okay. is giving play-by-play of the Planet Earth videos. You remember, yeah. the, of course, you've of course. seen the original series. Amazing. You know the scene where the little lizard is trying to get to the water with the snakes? Yes. Snoop is breaking it down on and it's Kimmel. on Kimmel? It's on Kimmel. I have to. I have to. And it is. I have to seek this out. I found this last night at like 11 o'clock on a first Friday. I probably watched it for 15 minutes straight. To watch Mr. Dog break it down. How long does he do it? It's like two minutes. I just kept looping it. Oh, you just it, just, it was so great. You needed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love that. It was so great. Yeah. I don't know if it's a weekly thing or if he does it all the time. I have no, I have no idea. idea. But I didn't even know it was happening. But it happened. Whoever came up with it is brilliant. So apparently him and Kevin Hart break down the equestrian stuff at the Olympics, which I didn't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, that I'd heard. So that has to be great, too. But this is <laughs> sensational. I love this. Yeah. I love everything yeah, about you're it. You're going to like a lot about our good friend, Mr. Dog. By the way, another big week for us on the scores last week. But we'll huge. tell everybody. We'll, tell, we'll give them the full details tomorrow. Huge. Huge on that. Huge. Yeah. It's a weird week. we got to spread everything out. Like, scores are tomorrow, but over-unders are Monday. And then compressed yeah. next week. Real compressed. Spread compressed. Real yeah. compressed. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. We got one tonight. We do. And it's a big one. Temp. Bay playing host to the Ratbirds. Baltimore has won one in a row. Mm, Tampa mm, mm, Bay mm. has lost two in a row. Tampa Bay one and two at home on the football season. I don't want to say it's a must win because it's the AFC or NFC South, and that tends to be a little bit of hot garbage. But kind of to get them back on track, they need to get a win, and we could use their help. I think it's a little bit of a referendum week for him and Belichick with Belichick going to the Jets being favored with the quarterback thing kind of in a state of flux. I mean, Brady's won any I'm conversation. I'm they're favored. Me too. It makes no sense. I don't get that at all. All of those teams, by the way, 
Uh, the Bucks are at the. We talked about the Bucks, the Rams, and the Packers. The Bucks host the Ravens tonight. Obviously, the Packers at Buffalo is eleven and a half point dogs, and then the Rams are home dogs to the Niners, who've been. Des- where's the health of the Niners? Are they getting healthier? Getting healthier, yes. Yeah. So you feel like with a full week of McCaffrey, that you know you feel okay about that. But it's those three teams are the good news for to your point though, Gibby. Like that division's brutal, it's and there's no quarterback awful. play in the division. Um, so. Yeah. Well, how do you see it? You go ahead, sir. Well, this one is a Thursday, and That's so Thursday. we're going to use Thursday. our powers because we yep. have we we're we're going to skate around seven for seven. So we are going to take the Ravens huge, huge, both Thursday. Huge. Ravens big. Edgar Allan Poe. Caca. The horse you rode in on saloon, not in Tampa. It's in yes. Baltimore. It's great. So good. So good. Mark Andrews. Wayne Jenkins. Not a good guy, but a fun series. Omar. Please. Barksdale. Go, Bar- Go Barksdale. Team Barksdale, not Team Marlowe. I like Marlowe. I hate Omar. Guys. Can you turn Under Armour. Armour. All right. Next level's next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. What? You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.